0: This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. I'm the coach. And who are you guys?
0: I'm Jonah. I'm Dana.
1: They're back. They're back. The cruise-loving ladies. Um, they came back to prove to us that they did want to be around us other than us just allowing them to book the cruise. So, that's mighty nice of y'all.
0: So sweet
2: that you would have us back. (laughs) (laughs) You would think that after as long as we've been married to y'all, you would have figured out we at least liked you. And listen to the podcast even when we're not on it. Mm -hmm. Even when y'all are throwing us under the bus. See, that's what happens. Y'all... A lot of men can talk about their wives and the wives never find out, but y'all talk about us and it gets broadcasted all over the United States.
1: We have nothing to hide. Technically, all over the world.
2: Oh, that makes we, it even we've, better. We've got,
1: we've got a, a good following in the UK and, and India and, and all kinds of places. We're global now. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> or at least there's two
2: or three. No pressure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> two or three around the world who are... Hearing our uh, kickball and cruise chit-chat. Yeah. That was Uh, a good episode, though. I enjoyed that. It was good. Yeah. So, how's everybody doing? Is everybody okay? Nobody nobody seems too talkative.
2: Well, we just fed our face. Our bellies are full. And it's Monday. Yeah. Well, when we're recording it, it's Monday. (laughs) 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 I try to be thankful for Mondays, but today I'm really tired.
1: So you, you're saying that you need to be asleep.
2: No, I don't need to be asleep. I might want to be asleep, but it's too early.
1: All right. Well, let's get into something. Um, James chapter one, uh, verses 14 and 15 have been on my heart and, uh, just wanted to kind of dig in. We'll just read and, and see where the Spirit leads us on this. But it's something that people don't a lot of times realize. Um, I'll just read it, and then we'll, then we'll talk here. So chapter 1 of James, verse 14 says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth mm-hmm. death. And <clears throat> one of the things that I've been harping on lately at church and, and really anywhere is so many people want to use the excuse, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. It's It's all the devil's fault, the devil made me do it, and... We don't want to take responsibility for ourselves. We don't want to take responsibility for um, our own faults, sin, and shortcomings. Uh, we want somebody else to blame, and ain't that today's society? Yeah, they want to blame somebody else. They want to pass the buck to somebody else instead of saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I messed up." and the thing about this is that that stands out to me is and another thing that I've been harping on for the last few weeks is when you're close to God then His desires become your desires and that's where the Bible says He will give you the desires of your heart and so in this case Uh, speaking from James chapter 1, says that we are drawn away by our own desires. So if we're not focused on Jesus, if we're not focused on where we need to be going and, and the direction that we need to be moving and letting Him fill us with His desires, then we're going to be drawn away by our own desires. And that's where all kinds of things, uh, you know, sin, but then also depression and anxiety and just any little thing that we allow to come in to start tripping us up or to take our eyes off the prize. hmm And nobody's still talking.
2: <laughs> we were listening. <laughs> we were all into what you were saying.
1: Well, I'm glad, but I would like some input. <laughs>
2: you want me to read what
0: our Bible say?
1: Yeah, I read that from the NLT.
0: Temptations come from our own desires, which entitles us to drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow,
2: it gives birth to death. Yeah. One thing that jumps out at me, or that this makes me think about, we're all tempted daily.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's how we act on those temptations. Everybody's going to be tempted. Jesus was tempted. If he was tempted, how in the world would we we even remotely think that we're not going to have temptations? But it's whether you act on those sinful temptations or not. And the action, the reaction, that's really what I'm going for. The reaction to that temptation is where you get yourself in trouble or you walk away.
4: Right. Yes. So... We know Jesus was tempted. Just because you're tempted doesn't mean it's when you give in to that temptation, it becomes sin. Yeah. Right. But I just want to go back to 13, verse 13. Mm-hmm. I want to read that. You read fourteen, fifteen. 15. It's to so let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone.
3: Mm, that's yeah. good. Why would
4: he tempt you with evil? Right. He mm-hmm. don't. You he can't. He, he, he don't. He can't. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, why would he? You know. So, and we we all heard that the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Oh, no, you did it by when you gave into the temptation. I yeah. mean, your your reactions or your actions. And man, that just always drove me nuts. People, I still hear it all the time, especially at work. it's like, yeah, well, you know, or so and so made me do it, or my wife made me do it, or <laughs> seriously. This, yeah. is, this is what we do. We blame each other. You know, when I struggle with stuff, I would blame her. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't her fault. Right.
2: I mean, that's been from the beginning of, mm-hmm. as soon as God created man, men... Wanted to blame women.
1: Oh, oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just no, go, just let, like. let's just go yes. and read this. So Dana.
2: Eve blamed the serpent. Yes, she did. <laughs> and then God, but when God approached Adam, he said, that woman you gave me, and this is dinner version, that woman you gave me over there made me eat that.
4: I just use her and I as because from our experience, from my experience, we... If we had our struggles, I had my own struggles, I would blame her.
2: Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, we,
4: we, we've always, first, I, I think everybody's the done. one of closest to me, I, I'd blame her. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing even, it, it was my own, you know, my own actions, my own, my fault. Yeah. But in, in my spirit, in my mind, I'm, I, yeah, well, wow. she doesn't care, so I don't care. Whatever, you know, just things like that. That's why I use that as an example. So I wasn't referring back to uh, in the garden. <laughs> what was that?
1: No, but but woman. technically, yeah. I mean, technically, let's let's just read it. Yeah. Uh, chapter three of Genesis, uh, beginning at verse nine, says, "Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you?' Now God knew where he was. Wow. He, he what This was this was to get Adam's attention. You know." How many times has he asked us, hey, where are you? Yeah. you know, And he's trying to get you to, yeah. to examine yourself. Are you where you need to be? Are you following Jesus as closely as you once were? Where are you? So then verse 10, he says, So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? (laughs) Then the man said, "The, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And then the Lord goes on to talk to the serpent. But ultimately, so Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the snake. Ultimately, they were blaming God because, you know, Adam said, this woman that you gave me, you know, and then Eve said, well, you know, this serpent that you made. You know, so, so they're blaming God, right? I mean, right? From right. The exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, that's still how so much is uh, today. We want to blame everybody else except for ourselves. And you know, back on the the James thing, when you realize, well, we've got to realize this: we are either drawn away by the attacks and the influences of the enemy or it's our flesh and here's something that people don't separate a lot of times so you are when you're born again you're born again you're saved you know but your flesh all of your life has been trained in sin your flesh has a certain bent towards sin, so you know the Bible talks in, in several different ways. Uh, one of them that comes to my mind is uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind.
2: Mm-hmm. So this is daily, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And and I mean, even Jesus said he said if anyone wants to follow me. He must first deny himself, so that means deny who you are, deny your own talents, abilities, willpower, anything that you think that you can do uh deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me right. you know that's what Jesus said, and so many times somebody will they'll give their life to Jesus, but this daily walk thing don't mm. don't cultivate as it should, and so their flesh still has a a, a bend towards sin, toward wanting to do what's wrong, uh, and their their mind still has that bent towards sin, wanting to do what they've always done, and if you. Allow that to happen, Romans chapter 8, whichever one you're feeding the most. You know, if you're feeding that flesh the most, that's what's going to dominate. If you are listening to the the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and you are feeding your spirit, then that's what's going to dominate. Yes. Okay, well, I got
0: something. (laughs) And this is the way I, I see it. Um, I'm doing the Bible study. Me and then are. And this says in the book, it says, "What he wants is to lead you into sin, so that fellowship is broken between you and God, between you and the one who provides you true pro- power and strength. Then weaken and be vulnerable. You'll be what's that word? Cause I can't say it.
1: Susceptible. Thank you.
0: To his plans to destroy you." That's why he seeks and stays hidden as much as possible. To me, the enemy seeps in, but the enemy can't be everywhere, right? Right. Only God can be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So when we have these worldly desires, I feel like we open it up. I mean, sometimes he plants it, but we're the one that opens it up. He opens the that door, sense? and we're the
2: one who opens it. Yeah. 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 But. Where am I at? You could be anything while I'm looking. Go yeah, while you're looking for that, and you know, like you said, it's a choice. The enemy can put the door in front of us, but it's a choice as to whether we open that door or not, because mm-hmm. it is a closed door until we open it. Um, and so it is a choice and the blame game doesn't work like at some point and there's so many I know so many people says well I act like this because so and so did this to me or so and so said this to me you have to make a decision daily to be a better person than so and so Mm -hmm. that's that's a choice we have to choose to be better
0: Mm mm-hmm um in Ephesians six, ten, it says, the, A final word, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all the armor of God mm-hmm. so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So I just feel like if... We're keeping our armor on. I'm not saying we don't fail, but we have a better chance.
2: Yeah. Instead of just opening the door. Yeah, and if you look at it in the perspective of like this book was written, like we've been studying, it was it was based on he was seeing a Roman soldier, mm-hmm. and and basing it on his gear and um in his armor, um. A soldier doesn't go into war without. His armor. Yeah. You don't go into battle without having your armor on. And I feel like that we forget to mm-hmm. suit up a lot. And I'll agree, because like this week, I have some
0: stuff's been coming against, and I just feel like I'm getting angry. Not as angry as I would be before, but it's like I just feel it seeping. But mm-hmm. the more I've been studying and the more God's revealing stuff, I'm like, okay, oh, God. Let me let me put my shield on. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me like it's like let I keep my putting up. yeah one more body armor on, and I just start praying about it. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna lie, like I've been a little furious, but it's not anywhere like it used to be. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's good. It's real good. We give the devil too much credit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we do. I, I read somewhere that the devil is really just a little kitty cat in the corner with a giant microphone. Yeah.
3: hmm
4: Yeah. But we, we we see him as, man, he's like, no, we have the power. He right. tells us we have the power. We just give way too much credit, and we give in to these things. That, and there's nothing wrong with having desires you know, over your heart and stuff like that, but when you, it takes your focus off the Lord, anything that takes your focus off him, is. I mean, he tells us, always stay focused on me, always. And it's a choice we have to make. Yeah, Listen, Lord, I want to be as This is me. I want to be as close as close to you as I can get. closer I get the better. You mm-hmm. know what
2: I mean? It's like the story that I shared um, at youth camp. The devil presents you with temptations mm-hmm. and he shows you this beautiful picture and then um, it looks like it's going to be so fun. So I'll tell the story. This man <clears throat> dies and he's in front of an elevator and so he gets in the elevator and and he rides it to heaven. And when he gets to heaven, he sees the pearly gates. But he can't really see past it. And he knows that he has options. He can choose something else. So he gets back on the elevator and he rides it down. When he rides it down, the doors is open. It's this beautiful field and people are out there just dancing and partying and having the time of their life. And just having a good old time. And then he... Decides that he wants to stay there. Well, the doors close, and then they open back up, and it's not the same thing. He doesn't see that he's on the same level, but it's not the same thing. He sees death and destruction and horror is what he sees. And he looks at Satan and says, that's not what I saw. He said, oh, that was just my commercial.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He just shows you that he shows you what you want to see, but he doesn't show you what's coming. Mm -hmm. And what's coming, if you make the choice, as Ken would say, to go on the wrong path. (laughs) If you make the choice to go, to follow him and give in to those temptations, what's coming is just heartbreak and hurt and destruction of your life. And people just, people don't realize, it, it might be fun for a season, but when that season's over, you're gonna have nothing left. hmm yeah. And a lot of times, you know, um, well most of the time,
0: God gave you the discernment. Yes. Yes. And if you will just listen, you
1: choose to ignore it or,
4: yeah. or you just
1: Yeah. And here's what we here's what we don't do. In most cases, uh, a lot of times we are we know that we're followers of Jesus. We know that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. He's in here. So his job is to conform us into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And anything that is going to hinder us being conformed into the image of Christ, he's speaking out against it. Yep. And a lot of times we won't take a step back and sit and listen until we get a confirmation we'll just go on with what we think is right.
0: Mm-hmm. We get what the confirmation. What we feel is right. But we're like, you sure, Lord?
4: Show me another one. Yeah. 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 I, yeah.
2: I, you didn't hit me hard enough for that. I
1: need
4: one more True. confirmation. <laughs> right. One more.
2: Well, well, I'll tell you one thing that's really, God has really spoke to me through as I've been struggling, like I have, you know, forever with my weight loss, but I really prayed and turned it over to Him. And since then... If I pick up something that I know I shouldn't be eating, I feel the Holy Spirit say, don't eat that. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And I would love to tell you that every single time I lay it down, I would love to tell you that, but I give into the temptation Mm -hmm. a lot of times and guess what happens now? Because I have cleansed my body of a lot of the crap that I was eating. I say crap.
4: Yeah, you say crap. <laughs> <laughs> you already said it. So Oops.
1: Can't take it back yeah. now. Toothpaste already out of the yeah. <laughs> no.
2: But Now that I have cleansed my body of all that junk, um, it makes me sick. Mm-hmm. And I know I knew it was going to make me sick when I took the first bite of it. I knew it was going to. And so, so for that season, while I was eating it, it tasted delicious. It was wonderful. But it don't taste so good coming back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It don't
4: taste so good when my stomach's hurting. You know, she uses food as an example, but when we give into that sin, if it doesn't make you sick, yeah. you better check yourself. Yeah. That's exactly right. Whatever it is, you know you shouldn't, but you gave in to the temptation. And if you don't feel anything, no conviction, I would definitely uh, examine yourself.
2: Well, and you know what? That goes for, we're talking about temptation, and I am using food because that's one of my struggles. Yes. But that goes with anything. If you fully turn it over to God and you really want to stop any addiction, because that is what I was dealing with, and I'm proclaiming in Jesus' name, I am free of that. But if any addiction that you have, if you will turn it over to the Lord and let Him lead that, you go to pick up that cigarette, you're going to feel can conviction, yeah. you go to take a drink of that beer, you're going to feel conviction. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel it because you ask God. All we got to do is ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have that power at our disposal and we don't even tap into it. It's like being so thirsty out in the desert and you see the biggest water jug, you know, a big water tower, but you refuse to just reach out and turn on the faucet. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, that's what so many people do.
2: You know,
0: it used to... uh and before Christ uh, used to drink a lot. Well, the reason why I would drink, I mean, I did it to have fun, but if it was more if I got angry about something or I got depressed about something, that was my go-to. And you know, for years, even after being saved, I would get frustrated or whatever, and I would think, well, I wanna go get something to drink. Mm-hmm. Never did. But what stopped me was if I walked into the store and I bought something and somebody saw me, mm-hmm. what kind of witness would I be? Now, to me, that's the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, stupid, you yeah. know don't do that. <laughs> yeah. you know but I like the taste of it, so I'd be like, "Well, it wouldn't be that bad if I just go get one and it would ease me, you know it would calm me down. But every time I got close enough to that step, he'd be like, "Who's going to see you? You know everybody." You can go to Panama City and run into somebody. Mm-hmm. No lie.
2: Yeah, but, <laughs> I remember the picture we got.
0: Yeah. That's funny. So it's like, who are you going to witness to? And I'm like, okay, I hear you, Lauren. And now, and I will say, and I'm so happy that probably the past eight months or a year, I've not had that. Like when mm-hmm. I get aggravated or angry or, you know, like I did before, I would want to go to I've not even got the um, desire mm-hmm. to even try.
2: So, Well, Satan figured out he couldn't use that against you. Yeah. So he'll be washing some minutes. Right. He's yeah. going to find something else.
1: Well, and that's a, that's a very good thing to pay attention to, and that should get our attention. What kind of witness are you being for Jesus? And, you know, since you brought that up, I'll go ahead and, you know, kind of tell my story of, uh, you know, of course, used to, drinking all the time on the road, uh, and a, a lot of my buddies, after I gave my life to Jesus, you know, they they would ask me, you know, well, what what do you think about drinking now? And for a little while uh, after I first was born again, you know, I would say, uh, well, I mean, I don't have any desire for it anymore. Um, but, you know, having a beer is not going to send you to hell. It's It's the, you know, being drunk is the sin, you know. Well uh one day the Lord showed me a different way. He convicted me as I was talking to somebody about that and he said It was he, a youth camp. Yeah. I remember. He he takes me through this he takes me through this basically a movie. And I'm I'm talking uh I walk into Chili's and uh me and Jonna are sitting down. Now, this did not happen. This is just like a, a movie that the Lord's showing me in my mind uh, to show me where I was wrong about this. And so we walk into Chili's. We're sitting down. We're eating. And I order a beer, and that is the only beer that I've had in Lord knows how long, a year, whatever. And sitting there and just sipping it with my with my. Uh, food, which I would have never done in the past. I I'm, I was never a beer and food guy. Uh, uh, beer was my food a lot of times. But I was sitting there in this vision that the Lord was showing me, sitting there with that one beer, and another person walks in who was just at the church that I was at that morning. And... He just gave his life to Jesus, and he's a former alcoholic. And he sees me, and he says, oh, man, I I know him. He's a strong Christian. He's a strong man of God. Look at him. He can drink. Well, if he can drink, I guess I can drink. And what he didn't know was that's the only beer that I had, you know, in forever. And I wasn't going to take another drink in another forever. But where I might have been able to stop at one. He might have he might have drank one and his one turned to six, turned to 12, to 24. He's back in that bondage well, of alcoholism wow. mm-hmm. again. And it was because of my witness. And that's the thing that the Lord showed me in that. And, you know, the Lord showed me early on, when you... Claim Jesus. When you say that you are a follower of Jesus, your life is no longer about you. It is about how you represent Christ. That's the number one priority. That's it.
3: That's good. Mm -hmm.
4: That's my biggest thing. That's, That's one thing that really, the Lord, it really helps me. It's like, okay, how am I reacting to this or how am I reacting to that? Even when I work, especially at work, so it's like my reactions, my my actions, but that's, we're representing Christ. So in and, and my spirit, he's telling me, okay, how would I handle this? Do you mm-hmm. handle this in the flesh, or you gonna handle it like I would. And that's, I mean, that's really big for me now, especially after I finally get the whole identity thing, you know? Right. And so it's funny, this last night somebody was asking me, and for whatever reason, he was, we was walking back from break and he said how you stay so calm I said I pray a lot I said it's probably not the answer you want to hear but that's how I do it yeah I prayed to Jesus he said maybe I need to try that I said yeah maybe you should maybe
2: I should try that
4: in my mind I'm thinking yeah because I know the guy pretty well so it's like yeah it's a good start brother yeah <laughs> but just that okay am I representing Christ as he as he's filling me and just just showed me a lot of different things man and that's one thing that's really helped me to stay away from you know the temptations and uh i mean they're still there but it's different yeah i just when you're being more observant yeah i'm like yeah okay, how's this going to affect somebody else right i mean it, and i used to be in the mindset of well that's pointing him to the lord yeah Or well, i witness i mean if we don't if we're not uh living on what we're preaching That blood's on us. We just plant the seed. They accept it or they don't. That's on them. Right. If we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's like it it talks
1: about, I believe it's in Ezekiel. Yes. He says, says, uh, you know, when I tell you to warn my people Mm -hmm. and you warn them and they refuse, then their blood is on their hands. You did your job. Yeah. And he said, but if I tell you to warn my people and you refuse, then their blood is on your hands. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same thing with our witness. Uh, If you are a negative witness, and another one that Jesus, it's in the Gospels that Jesus talks about, uh, he said, it would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and be cast into the sea than to cause someone to stumble. You know, so these things are, are very serious. Yes. Mm. It's good stuff. Definitely is. Anybody else got anything on any of that?
0: Our action can also be our facial expression.
1: Yes.
3: Guilty. Oh yes. Super guilty. That's a good uh, one. Um, I realized
1: just, this too just the, just the other day. You jumped
2: all over my feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'd also I'll-
0: be a thumbs up. <clears throat> yeah.
1: What you talking?
0: But, you know, I'd actually thought about that last week, and then I think Jason brought it up in marriage class Sunday.
3: Yeah.
0: And I was like, man, that stepped on my toes, because I am horrible, horrible at facial expressions. I see something, I mean, you can just read me a mile away. (laughs) And I just know, like, at work, if I get angry, they're going to know it. Like, I mean, I'm real with anybody, but I want to try to be so much like Christ that they don't even see that. Right. Not that I'm trying to hide it, but I'm trying to work on myself.
2: Right. Does
0: that make sense?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. But, you know, there's there's a place for righteous anger. Now, being angry over something petty, uh, there's not a... But being angry over something that is going against God, that's the, that's the kind of anger that we're allowed to have. But... When it comes to stuff like anger, um, you know, the more we are conformed into the image of Christ, I mean, I used to have a temper too, and I ain't nowhere near what I used to be. I I mean, it really takes a whole lot to make me angry now, you know. So that's just what the Lord does, Mm -hmm. you know. In, in people's hearts and lives once He transforms them. That's part of growing uh, in the grace and knowledge of the Lord.
2: That's something that God has moved me or is moving me from. <laughs> I still have times where I get angry, but it's it takes a lot to make me super angry. Um, I used to, it was one extreme or the other. I would be really, really angry or really, really sad when I got and if i'm crying and i'm angry it was really bad yeah um we actually had an incident a couple of weeks ago riley was on the football field and um bless his heart he has my anger issues um i don't know that they're actually issues but he has my temper i should say and uh, he came off the football field and he was really angry and i could tell and he was pacing up and down the Sidelines, and at one point, he grabbed his helmet and he smacked it real hard because he was so mad at himself because he messed up that play. And um, I yelled really loud, Riley Myers, you better calm down. And Brandon looks over at me and said, I Wonder where he gets that temper from. <laughs> As I'm yelling and making an idiot out of myself because I felt like he was making an idiot out of himself on the sidelines. So you know, don't you embarrass me, Riley? (laughs) That was that really, honestly. I would say it, and we laugh about it, but it really got my attention as to how giving in to that anger. You know, I'm sure that was probably embarrassing for Riley too, for me to yell at him like that. It did calm him down, (laughs) but. that I'm just I'm thankful that God brought that to my attention, and that's something. And like I said, usually it takes a lot for me to get angry and to act out. Most of the time, it's something if somebody's hurt one of my kids or my kids are acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 takes a lot, and I'm so thankful that God has moved me past that. And I think it just comes with spiritual maturity yeah. and maturity in general.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're around negative influences and
0: angry and crazy, yes. you know you, you feed off that. You might not realize it, mm-hmm. but yeah. you do.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. It is what you take in. Go ahead and say it, Coach. Oh, what's done, what's mm-hmm. done in the well come up in the bucket. That's right. Yeah. So what you allow in, and that's you know with your your friends, your relationships, or the music you're listening to, or the stuff you're watching on TV, or the video games, or Junk on your phone, whatever it is,
4: whatever you're allowing to come in, that's what's going to come out. It's funny, she texted me the last night. We always say, Be the thermostat and not the thermometer. Mm. She said, How's it going? He said, You know what? I'm tired of being the thermometer. I'm gonna be the thermostat. I'm setting the tone from now. On. That's when I good. go into work, it did. instead of getting all whatever, you know, frustrated, I said, I'm setting the tone and they're yeah. not gonna change. That's good. It's gonna stay at one level. That's Jesus level right here. You know, say what you want to say about me, whatever. I'm staying right here. Yeah. You can go up and down if you want to. I'm staying, even killed right here with the Lord. Yeah. Man, it good. works. Yeah. I got that mindset. Hey, I'm the I'm the thermostat. Yeah. We're gonna set the tone. You
2: know. Well, and I heard I heard on a podcast today somebody say about eighty percent of your identity depends on your mindset. You ever mm. thought about that? Mm. I heard That's that good. today, and I was like, wow, that is so true. Um, because if we are taking in, for instance, girls taking all that social media and all these, what the world sees as beautiful, then their mindset is, I have to look like that or I'm not going to be happy. hmm Or I have to make that much money or I have to have, you know, viral reels on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, or I'm not worthy. hmm so mindset is huge. And if you have a heavenly mindset, a Jesus mindset, man, the freedom in that.
0: I will agree. Like, and I'm going to use Riley, girl, for example. That is not Riley girl. Example. Example. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you look, oh, well, she may not even have any more on her social media pictures uh, before she got into Christ and how she took pictures and she thought she was confident. You can mm-hmm. see she's a beautiful girl but mm-hmm. when she fell in love with Jesus and she shared pictures you could just see the glow and there's a confidence there but it's a I'm in love with Jesus confidence. Yes. and that is so much more beautiful than putting on something fake yep. it's
1: not a I'm trying to look like everybody else so that I can be fit in popular yeah. and fit in mm-hmm.
3: yeah
4: she's been a th- she's been a thermostat yeah, yep. yeah. and we tell this all the time' it's, who You hang around with and who you associate with, if they're bringing you down, you, you pray for them, of course. And sometimes you got to love people from a distance, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes you got to kick them to the curb, eliminate
4: <laughs> those sometimes relationships, gotta, yeah. Yeah.
2: drop them off kindly on the curb, I love you, and, wave at, them. Yeah. I'm for and wave at them through the rear view mirror.
4: Yes, it just, yeah, it's. it's, yeah, it's
1: Dang. You lay down with dogs, you're coming up with fleas.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or as the Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, we've covered all kinds of stuff today. Now, I don't know if y'all got anything else you want to jump into. We've we've kind of had a, a goulash of an episode. Goulash. 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 Now, if, if anybody don't know what goulash is... I'm sure our friends at the After Amen podcast will know what goulash is, them Mississippi folk. Uh, But for somebody who, you know, maybe you're from another part of the world or maybe you're from another part of the country and and you're not familiar with goulash, uh, anybody got a recipe?
2: No, I've ate it, but I don't have a clue yeah. what's in
1: it. Well, it's whatever you can find. <laughs> whatever you can find in the in the cabinet in the to pour in there. And I always, I always start with hamburger meat. And then if I find like some canned corn or some beans or whatever else I might can find, just throw it all in there and just make a big yeah. old pot of goulash.
2: My granny always did hamburger meat, some kind of sauce, some vegetables, noodles. noodles, some kind of pasta.
1: I think I think it's a good way to get rid of the non-perishable uh, items yeah. that have been sitting in your uh, your cabinet for 25 years.
0: <laughs> so we never have goulash because we don't have that problem. Right. Right. Cause you, I started laughing because you can you imagine Canon looking at that.
1: Oh, he, yeah. he would say, um, no. I'm going to Meemaw's. Riley would eat it. Riley boy. It, we've, got, we've got some of the pickiest kids, I'm telling you. So we cover a lot of things is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a goulash of an episode. And uh, we'll be sure to probably put that, if I can figure out how to spell goulash, uh, we'll put that in As the details of the, uh, of the of The goulash episode. recipe. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we got anything coming up that we need to announce?
0: October eighth, we are not having Global Wrestling Ministries uh,
2: show.
1: Yes, no GWM show on October eighth.
2: The Christian Outreach Youth Group is selling tickets for a dollar piece. If anybody, even if you're online and you want to, or you're far away and you want to buy tickets, or you just want to make a donation to the youth group, um, you can just reach out to. Casey,
1: or the uh, the Christian Outreach uh, Facebook page, Christian Outreach of Cleveland. You can message on there as well, um, and somebody will get back with you with more information on it. So, other than that, oh, um, she's
0: got something at, at the oh, yeah. church.
1: Yes, uh, at Christian Outreach. So our services uh, are. Monday night, yeah. <laughs> Our services are uh, Sunday evenings at six o'clock, Wednesday evenings at seven. And we have uh, also just started a life recovery uh, meeting on Monday evenings at seven o'clock. And that is um, that is for anybody and everybody. If no matter what your situation is, Denna talked about food, Uh, Mm -hmm. addiction earlier when we when we think of like life recovery a lot of times we're just thinking of we're just thinking of drugs and alcohol addiction but it's not necessarily just that I mean it's about getting closer to Jesus and uh, you know just a way to grow in him and so whether it's anxiety depression you know any type of addiction uh, suicidal thoughts or tendencies You know, anything, uh, we have all had struggles Mm -hmm. and all have struggles, uh, in this life. And it's good to be a part of a good, uh, Christian based group that is there to help you and, and try to guide you along and, and, uh, so, if you would like to do that, that's Monday evenings at seven, and uh, the Christian Outreach address is two hundred five Rabbit Valley Road, Cleveland, Tennessee. So,
0: even if you do not, if you're not struggling with anything, if you have a family member struggling, you're more than welcome to come and learn and grow and yes, get that's good.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, guys. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments. Prayer requests, praise reports, or any other reason that you might want to contact us, you can do so at WrestlingForTheFaith at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling For The Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash WrestlingForTheFaith.